Not after thirty podcast listeners and lovers. Oh, likers! I've done this a few times. Likers of the awkward throw clear. This is your host, Aaron Chalupa, the Chalupa Cabra, coming at you. Not so live. This is probably a pre-recording. I'm not sure how fast this will be released, but I'm in Footner Lake, Alberta, which is just north of High Level, Alberta, which is evacuated at the moment from a fire, the Chuck Egg Fire, Fire 42, in the High Level District. Uh, Yeah, so this is the intro. (laughs) I don't want to give too much away, but... I do apologize for the recordings or releasings being so infrequent. It's been quite the lull since I last recorded with Amy Garrett. I'm not sure. Or Amy Sodek. If uh, you haven't listened to that episode, please do. It is a fantastic episode. A long lost friend of mine. And we rekindled. She was living in the peace country. Unbeknownst to me. Or quite surprising to me. And yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm not trying to release that episode but i'm just to remind you last the time i recorded so yeah yeah this is uh this is just to remind you that i'm still around and to give an explanation of why i might have not been around as frequently so anyway please listen to this episode <laughs> if you're uh, have been straight away. I do apologize, and hopefully you've been curious and eventually came back and will listen to why I've been so tied away from recording. And hopefully you can forgive me, please. You know, I you know we got fans out there, and I'd like to think I have fans out there. So yeah, give it a listen and give it a like. Probably subscribe and you know throw a share out there maybe. But yeah, this is the awkward throw clear. Thank you very much. <coughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, the <coughs> the awkward throat clear. Now, here's your host, Aaron Chalupa. So this is a rare time where I actually did the pre-recording and the intro prior to the actual recording. So. You're actually getting at the same date and me in the same state. No rhyme intended. I'm here recording in my 2010 Chevrolet Traverse. Four-wheel drive. All of their interior, not to brag or anything like that. Roof your camera. DVD player inside. It's pretty sweet. Don't mind it at all. Um, yeah, so, so I'm still here in fucking Lake, Alberta. It's pretty quiet evening we got a bit a bit of rain today which is quite nice so i'll just jump right into it i have been away from recording i do apologize it's been a heck of a last month and a bit um filled with all kinds of stuff like i went down to hinton for hover exit instructors course where i learned how to instruct on how to hover hover exit out of a helicopter which was pretty cool um a lot of waves of new people and familiar faces coming in. And obviously once familiar faces come in, you kind of want to take time to visit other people and do other things and get settled and whatnot. So you don't really have time to jump in recording with them. You know, like guys like familiar names that, you know, Noah Stevens, Adam, Ikea, Nissen, you know, like those guys 
where they're always down to record, but at the same time, they need to be in the groove. They need to be in the mindset. So I'm taking my time. And then you get into times where you go on days off where you just want to unwind and relax and chill. And you make the plan to record, but eventually it just turns into a drunken karaoke fest in Edmonton. You don't get to record. You don't have the energy and the dialogue. So you get called back to the great north and you go back to firefighting and being on man up five minute getaway or whatever you put on and that's what we've been on for the last two plus weeks it's been ridiculously dry up here it was cold at the beginning of may up here in northern alberta but with cold not necessarily brings precipitation and moisture so you know it's it's kind of disheartening when you're jumping into a spring fire season and you don't get a lot of a lot of moisture, a lot of precipitation, and you just get into hot, 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 dry weather and lots of wind, and that just that's a, that's just a recipe for disaster. So we've had a few fires over the time and thankfully been able to contain them, and then the lightning came along and. That's just been a different story. So we've had a, a real hard go, and it's still going on, on trying to contain these lightning fires that happened in mid-May. Got the Chuckhag fire, which is a fire that forced an evacu- evacuation of high level, which is a population of over four thousand in the northwest of high, uh, in the northwest of Alberta. Pardon me, and that's been more than a week. Plus now, you know, like I've been around fires before, but this is a new thing for me as a firefighter. Like I, we had the Zama fire and I've been a part of the, you know, Slave Lake when they had their big fire blow up that year, but I was never part of those cities being evacuated. So it's a little bit different. And, and you know, I've called this place home, if not a temporary home for the last you know, 13 fire seasons on and off. It's a place I've hold very close to my heart. And just to see friends and people I consider family or their pets or family members leave has been very hard. And even Footner Lake ourselves, you know, we were put on notice as well to evacuate. You know, we have sprinklers set up because we were worried about the fire coming over to the actual fire camp <laughs> where we're, you know, where we're posted. So that's, you know, I'm not trying to compare us to a military standpoint, but I could almost see in, you know, certain moments where the enemy is closing in on, you know, one of your home bases, you know, a place that you hold pride with that can be very, you know, discouraging and surrendering. So, you know, when high level was evacuated, I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Like that's a good call. I'm still doing my job though. But then when we were put on notice here in Footner Lake, you know, 10 kilometers North of town, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is real. This is real, real. 
So it's been a very interesting season for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a hell attack leader now. Like last year, I was a man up supervisor looking after contract crews. And the year before that, I was a sub leader. So it's always changing, always different, new challenges all the time. So we'll see how that goes. I've actually just been asked to be a man up supervisor again, just temporarily though, for a few days. So that's also very interesting, you know, having to leave my crew and leave it be a three-person crew, you know, with my subleader. Funny enough, it's Noah Stevens, great guy. We'll see how that goes. Not on their part, you know, I've, I have the utmost respect and, you know, faith in Noah. You know, he's a solid guy. He's ready to be a leader, but just... You know, for me, you jumping over to the man up soup again and see what I get into. I'm not sure exactly what my role will be, whether I'll be on the chugging fire, which is over 240,000 hectares, which in perspective is over 2,040 square kilometers. Or 2,400 square kilometers, my mistake. I, don't, I can't put that in perspective of miles, I'm sorry. Listeners to the north. Uh, sorry, listeners to the south. But it's rather hard to comprehend, that's for sure. It's also really dissatisfying when you're, you know, as initial initial attack resource, like hell attack, you're, you know, you're, you're constantly on five-minute getaway because you're expecting the new fires. That's your role as initial attack. Your four-person crew, you have lighter equipment. You're pretty much built to take on fires when they first start which is very small typically typically when they're first detected they're small um and you just kind of want to help out with the bigger ones so it's you're just sitting there waiting for the new fire but they went when a whole one two three four days go by and not and there's no new starts for you to help out on or you know jump on it just gets a little bit you know, you, you, you wonder what your worth is. You know, you'd rather be on the fire that's going on right now and seeing what you could do and if you could be any help. But that's your role. You're on a fire. You're working sustained action. You're working on those big guys. If you're initial attack, you're waiting for the new ones to start and hopefully stop them before they become a fire that's over 30, 300, 3,000, 30,000 hectares. You want to stop them as soon as you can. And that's what my job is now. So we sit and we wait and we anticipate the new fires. Sometimes you don't, you know, sometimes you're not alerted to these new fires and you just find them by happenstance because the smoke from these fires that have been burning you know, so large and vast, you know, across the province have clouded the sight of the lookout towers in the area. And as soon as you get in a helicopter and you're flying 10 miles away from it, then you can see it. And already it's too late. 30 hectares and growing, 10 meters a minute spreading. You know, it's it's already gone so what do you do you gotta line at the heel of the fire try to establish a line 
get your pumps in, get your big crews in. They can take care of the brunt of the work. You know, they got the they got the bigger pumps than us. We just got to lay a wet line down that ensures that they're safe and they're secure to go and lay their hose line. So it's a it's a tough gig, not just physically. Like honestly, like fighting fire, that's the easy part of this job. I'm not sure if I've said that before, but I attest to it. My my leader when during my rookie year told me that I didn't believe him, but really, fighting fire is the easy part of the job. Everything else is hard. Jokingly, the paperwork is very difficult, but you know, like anticipating the weather, looking after your crew, making sure that everyone's safe, preparing, and executing. You know, like that's that's the that's the tough stuff. But just fighting fire itself, like you, you got the water, you put it on the flame, like it's gone. That's easy. That's really easy. So that's been that's been hard to deal with in the month of May. Today, May thirty first, is also the anniversary of my mom's uh, passing. This recording is probably a little bit after, but that's when I'm recording right now. So it's been a little bit, a little, a little tough here, a little bit, a little bit tougher than normal. Try to catch the playoffs when I can. NHL playoffs primarily. But typically catch the NBA playoffs because it's on a little bit later than the NHL playoffs. So, cheering for the Bruins, but we'll see how the Blues do. And, you know, like if the Blues win, I won't be sad. I like the Bruins a lot, but, you know, Patty Maroon, Tarasenko, Bennington, my God, what a, what a year he's had. Love to see, love to see those guys do well. And then as for you know the Raptors, what a fucking playoffs they've had. Didn't really pay attention to the first round too much, but you know as I understand they they did very well on that and decisively. But the 76ers, man, that. That clanker that just went in, dropped down for Kawhi. That was pretty sensational. And then on to the conference finals against the Milwaukee Bucks and came back twice. Like, holy man, like, talk about perseverance. I'm not a huge NBA fan, but it is very refreshing to see a team in there besides Cleveland and Golden State or some, you know, Miami Heat, Xbox, paid-for team to reach the finals. And not just Kawhi, but, you know, many others on the team have really come to shine. So that's been entertaining and a good distraction, healthy distraction for the crew. We actually played a little bit of basketball last night, and I was caught playing in uh, my skateboard shoes and guest shorts. You know, they're they're kind of just lounging around shorts. They weren't my typical basketball shorts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, we the team that I played on, we were three on three, we won. But 
yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. It would have been nicer to be in, you know, proper footwear and attire, dress attire. But, oh well, it's the way she goes. Camp life has been okay. Um, we all drove our personal vehicles away from the camp when the, the notice happened. But since then, we've kind of brought them back slowly but surely to be a bit more comfortable. A lot of friends have come back up. You know, a lot of friends that once were... Uh, once we're working for us, you know, for the government of Alberta, for agriculture and forestry, that's what we're called now, but before it would be Sustainable Resource Development, Alberta Environment, Alberta and Sustainable Resource Development, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, no, a big shout out to those guys. It's been a pleasure to see some of them. You know, they're now structural. They're um, 911 dispatch. They're uh, fish and wildlife you know, they're all over the province and they were asked to come up and, you know, help out as much as they can with, uh, you know, with it being um, a First Nations reserve being evacuated and then putting sprinkler kits up or the town of high level putting sprinkler kits up or helping people evacuate. It's all been very reassuring and very helpful and appreciated. And, you know, definitely a blast from the past. Like, some of these guys I haven't seen for six years, so... It's... It's wonderful. It truly is. So... Just trying to think of other things I can update you guys with. <laughs> Our rookie has four fires right now. Once she hits seven, she will have to jump in the muskeg for the muskeg jump. That is a rite of passage for all high-level district rookies. The provincial certification is five, but here in high level, we still hold it to seven because we're that confident that our rookies can hit seven. Because we get the most fires in any district by size and numbers of fires on average. I don't want to hear it from the Calgary district saying, oh, well, we get like 3,000 fires a year. Yeah, you get 3,000 fires. But you know what? They're all abandoned campfires. Take a walk. Take a lap. That should be the saying. In high level, we get lots of fires, and they're more than just point zero 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 one hectares, so no worries. So yeah, three more fires, and she'll get a jump in the skeg. And every time we're on a fire, we give her a little ash mustache. So dip my fingers in the ash, put it on her upper lip, and she's ready to go fight fire because the male firefighters in our district if they're rookies they grow mustaches doesn't matter how old they are doesn't matter how bad the mustache they grow they have to grow it if not there are consequences that i will not mention on here has something to do with a boot but i digress it's been a it's been a very 
it's been a it's been a year where we've come together a lot as a district. We we're down one Hell Attack crew just from people dropping out and finding new new callings in life and you know moving on in their own life and path. So we're down one crew, which is a big hit to our district. You know, we have the largest district in the province, the most fires typically, then the largest fires on average for the number. So it's it's pretty tough. We'll see how it goes. But thus far, it has been a challenge. The fire behavior and the, the fire weather industry indices, pardon me, indices that we've had are record-breaking and alarming. Like You have to take a second look to really believe that they're there. It's ridiculous. So every time we get a call, we're wondering how fast we'll get there, what size the fire it's going to be, and what kind of intensity it's going to be. We're hoping that it got rain when it started or just after it started so we can land and put it out. But sometimes it's just a little bit too difficult and we have to adjust to the environment. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. This is kind of just like a quick little monologue of what's been going on and what's happening. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I get a full set of days off here mid-June. Um, good buddy of mine, Knox Essex, brilliant tattoo artist. If you don't know of him and want to follow him, his name on Instagram is at Knox Essex. I think that's what it is. Maybe not at Knox, Knox Essex Tattoos. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, it's like at Knox and then I think Essex is right after it and whatever pops up and there's a bunch of tattoos there. That's the guy. So give him a follow if you're interested in tattoos and beautiful tattoo work. Please do. He's out of Windsor. So if you're listening and you're in southern Ontario and you're looking for tattoos, he might be a guy to bug a little bit. Um, He's coming to Canmore which is where I met him. Him and I just hit it off. I first, you know, I'll probably admit this. I first didn't like him. At first, I didn't like him. But, you know, it grew on me tremendously. And, you know, we had a great love of traveling, a great love of Canada, and a great love of Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip. And then after that, it's just, this fucking marriage, man. Like, fuck. If you were single, oh boy, I tell you what. So yeah, it'll be really good to see him and rekindle with him. I haven't seen him in a long time, and it'll be good to get some uh, new artwork from him. So I'm looking forward to that very much so. Um, besides that, it's it's a summer of all kinds of adventures. You know, hoping to go to Stampede, hoping to get some interviews done with uh, some Olympian uh, bobsledders, as well as some great people. I'm hoping to just record more. I do apologize for that again. I'm very, very sorry. It's just been a wild, wild year. Uh, start to the fire season. It's not even summer yet. It's still spring, my God. Um, I had some great street hockey games besides basketball games. You know, it's been a great time. And, you know, like, just trying to have some fun and relax a little bit when you're not working. And just stressing about what might happen and what might be so anyway 
keep on listening, keep on subscribing, liking, and sharing. This is the Awkward Throat Clear with Aaron Chalupa on the Not After 30 Podcast Network with El Jefe, Paul Anthony, Di Francesca. Hope you guys uh, had a good listen. Hopefully it wasn't too serious or demoralizing. And yeah, hopefully I can release a a, a real episode here in the next uh, few weeks. So yeah, thank you very much. And hope you guys have a really, 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 really good June. Cheers.